Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is the 193rd episode of Be With Me, Seven Minutes of Biblical Wonder. And today I'm going to try to keep you and me out of jail. We've been looking at a passage called the Parable of the Unforgiving Servant in Matthew chapter 18. And in that story, verse 21, Peter comes up to Jesus and says, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. So Peter here says, hey, I have issues with my brother and sinful actions in the world, don't we all? And let's do the math on this. And I think I could do the math on my fingers. And Jesus basically says, nope, we're going to need a calculator. And uh, actually, literally, I did need a calculator for this uh, thought process. And Jesus tells him, therefore, the kingdom of God, of heaven, excuse me, may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. And later, uh, after this knucklehead servant does such bad things, he summons the servant. The master summons him so Obviously, he's not the boss of this story. And when the king began to settle, one was brought to him him, who owed him 10,000 talents. And remember, this is a big pile of, of money. It's not even coins. It's so valuable. They don't make coins this big. And basically, in today's dollars, it works out to be about $10 billion. And then it says, and since he could not pay, so the, the debt here is incalculable and unpayable. The master orders him to be sold with his wife, his children, all he had in payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And I think this is where the story really goes bad in that the the man thinks he can pay the $10 billion back and that's where the, that's where the rub of this thing is. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave the debt. Wow. And then here's where the story gets nasty. But when the same servant went out, so we have a servant here who doesn't understand the holiness of God. We have a servant here who doesn't understand his real debt to the Lord. And we're going to find out here in a second that his debt to the Lord is 833,000 times more than his debt to this person we're going to talk about here in a second. So when the servant goes out, he finds one of his servants who owed him a hundred denarii, three months wages. And seizing him, he began to choke him saying, pay what you owe, about $12,000. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. And then just think of all these things that this guy does. He seizes him, he chokes him, he refuses to listen to him, he puts him in prison until he pays the debt. And it almost sounds like he went out and searched for him. Then verse 31, when his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went out and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, summoned, would be summoned by the master, uh uh-oh, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? So in other words, shouldn't your behavior be reflective of 
the behavior that I had towards you. And that's the big problem in the end of the story, at least. I think the biggest problem is he doesn't see his debt. The second biggest problem is his behavior betrays that. Verse 34, and in his anger, his master delivers him him to the jailers until he should pay all his debts. And then the last verse, so also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So here we have the Lord using this accounting story to illustrate uh, truth. And this man ends up in prison. Um, and our understanding of the story is to hopefully keep us out of this. So one thing the guy really understands well, and you got to hand it to him, he understands that this other, that the second servant owes him a real debt. He understands that completely. What he doesn't understand is his indebtedness to the Lord. And we don't, so the spiritual part of this is we don't understand the the big debt that we have to a holy God. And the end point is, is that we're never going to get over the $12,000 of of our the debts that we have amongst each other and and people to people if we don't understand that our debt to the Lord because of his pure holiness and separateness is 833,000 times greater than the debts that we have amongst each other. That it's incalculable the difference of our debt to the Lord and his forgiveness for us and his forbearance for us. So we will not treat our brothers and sisters right if we do not understand the the magnitude of the grace that God has uh, given us. So the thing he understands is that people sin against him. He understands that, but he does not see clearly his sin debt to God as being 833,000 times worse. And so he has this wrong view as to his sin, and we have a wrong view as to our sin. That's, hey, it's not that, my sin's not that bad. I'm okay. I I got this. So if you don't understand God's holiness, that it is 833,000 times higher than us, if you will, then we won't understand how we should be treating our brother. So th- the conclusion is, if you don't forgive your brother from your heart, so these actions of our heart towards people regarding their sin debt to me is based on my understanding of the holiness of God and my indebtedness to him in light to my sinfulness. So there's three understandings here. First of all, let's give the guy some credit. He understands their the other person's sin. Got to give him credit for that. But what he doesn't understand is the depth of his sin in light of the holiness of God. And I think he has a small view of God. So the prayer, I think, for this would be that your view of your own sin would increase 833,000 times. Your view amongst your brothers would maybe stay the same or slightly decrease or have some grace and have some mercy on him. And if you do find a sin, then do what Matthew 18 says in the paragraph before this, which is use church discipline and go to your brother and try to work things out and go with two or three witnesses and then go with the pastors and then go with the whole church. So the three things are, may 
my view of my sin and my indebtedness increase, may my view of my brother's sin decrease, and especially here, may my view of the Lord increase. See you tomorrow.